Welcome to the Christian Atheist, where faith and reason fuse in the Incarnation. Episode number 70, an interview with Michael Wiseman of the Bible Says What? podcast, part three, conclusion. We continue our conversation with Michael Wiseman on the issue of faith. Either there's a God or there isn't. Um, That's where you were at. So I, I stepped back and said, I don't know. I just, right. I don't know. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. Uh-huh. I can't be there. Uh-huh. I can't believe in God anymore. Okay. And I stood there for a while. And then I said to myself, this is cowardly. Take a position, you little wisp. <laughs> I, said, I said, okay, I'm not going to stay here in agnosticism. There is no God. And I'm going to follow that wherever it takes me. Uh-huh. That is atheism. That's a faith stance. Because I don't know. I don't know whether there's a God or not. But I'm asserting there is none. So That's I'm not, not a belief, just saying though. I don't have a belief. I'm saying there is no God. I believe there is no God. <laughs> yeah. See, I think we're just taking faith a little bit differently here. And it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't add up for me, but that's okay. Um, as far as the lack of belief though, I heard you, you say stuff about that. What do you have to say about a lack of belief? This was like one of the last things I had to deal with in the six part series. Um, Every time I try to talk with an atheist, mm-hmm. they take the position I took originally and the one you're taking now, right? It's an atheist, atheist position. That's, to, what it's, that's what it, yeah, 100%. has nothing to do with belief. It's a lack of, correct. Yeah, but belief is a human universal. You cannot live without faith. It's not possible. I the do. things that we know are so minuscule. I mean, I know I'm sitting here talking to you. Even that could be like, you've seen the matrix, right? This could be, this is a a weird thing and I'm a brain in a vat. From what I've seen in my reality in my life is that it's not. Yes, 100%. I could be in an alien spaceship and just my nose and my brain is there. We have no idea, but guess what? My reality, my my living, my life shows me otherwise. And that's not faith. That's logic and reality and reason. I'm actually all right with that. I call that the the ontological level. Okay. Because we cut this, the level at which we live, uh-huh. right? We're not trying to explain things. It's just there. Just that's there. what you were saying before about things. And that I agree with. It's the empirical level. Mm-hmm. You look around, it's there. This I know. Mm-hmm. I know that my wife's over there on the bed waiting. Uh, not, that's a bad thing to Whoa. say. They mean it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but my wife's over there on the bed listening, okay? Uh, uh-huh. Um I know that. I know that I'm talking to you. I know that I just drank some water and that water mm-hmm. is wet. Yes. Um, but when I so start you have faith that water is wet. I'm okay. I actually would say that there's an element of faith in that, but <laughs> that's pretty darn close to as close to no faith as you can get. Yeah. I would say that's that's knowledge. Okay. So sorry, as a philosopher, you're good. <laughs> I spend all of my life analyzing words like belief, faith and knowledge mm-hmm. and trying to tease out what the differences are among them. So mm-hmm. I have, I've spent a lot of years talking about and thinking about these things. Yeah, so I end up being like a, a boob to everybody else. No, you're good. Man. I love it. Thinks the way I do. <laughs> um, so that I would say is as close to knowledge as we get the things that we encounter in an every day. It, we know it. Right. But, but when you tell me, that um, 
that there are all of these billions of subatomic particles floating around me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a hard time with that. Where are these subatomic particles? Yeah. I see a computer screen. Mm-hmm. I see Michael Wiseman. Mm-hmm. I see this light, um, you know, but I don't see them. Yeah. So what reason do I have to believe them? Well, scientists lay it out. Here's the reasons I, I, I believe that these are the, but there's the word. I, I wasn't even planning on using it there, but there's the word. Here's the reason the scientists will say that we believe that these things exist. And then they lay out the data and they say, okay, that seems reasonable. Um, I accept it. Okay. And then you're saying, okay, in a way, what you're doing is you're saying, based on what I'm seeing, I'm going to have faith that that's actually giving me access to knowledge. So the idea is that faith founds knowledge rather than the other way around. So I see when I now, having been trained this way, I do see things that are composed of subatomic particles. Now, I don't see the subatomic particles, but I believe what science tells me because it seems like the right thing to believe based on what they're telling me. But what science tells me is not something I've done, right? I've not gone through the rigorous investigations that they've gone through to show that these things exist. Mm-hmm. Stepping it on their authority. Like you said, the, the, the not the Bible, the, uh, um, the science book. Mm-hmm. But are you going to live your life as though these subatomic atomic particles are there? Yeah. Yeah. How do you, you live your right life? Now. How do you live your life knowing that they're there? I don't. I just I'm in, I'm in, well, okay. oblivious you, to them. So I don't live no, my life I, as if they're there. That's true, but your culture can't because we have to pay attention to things like atomic clocks and the progression of uh, That's for people much time. smarter than me. 100%. 100%. Yeah, they, they're a yeah. lot smarter than sure. me. Yeah. But, but when I it comes st- to an invisible man walking next to me, that's a hundred percent different than a subatomic particle that we measure clocks off and all that shenanigans. So it, it doesn't it, it doesn't add up there. How do um, we get from subatomic particles? Yeah, they're probably there to Jesus. So now you're asking for reasons for faith. One hundred percent. Right. And where's and the reason I'm, coming from? I'm I'm well. No, I, I think there's plenty of reason. But as you said, it's a series of puzzle pieces. Which is the biggest puzzle piece? What's the most clear puzzle piece to you? There aren't any huge puzzle pieces. They all come together in small pieces. They they just do. I mean, it took me 25 years to come back. Give me your favorite one. Give me your favorite puzzle piece. Well, I started to give you the the life and death cycle, working Eh. its way out, working its way out through all time, right? Everything. Jesus, yeah, but that's though. deep, right? That's really deep. Everything that comes to be comes to be from something else dying, well, right? So we we come us the, the material that makes us up comes from a dying supernova, right? A mm-hmm. star that lived for billions of years mm-hmm. and then went supernova, and all of the the elements that form us were created in that supernova, essentially, um, right? Um, and but this is the story that we're told anyway. Well, yeah, it's a story we're told. I'm not going to live as though that's real. I'm not going to live my life as though I'm 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 stardust. Thank you, stars. Thank you. You know what I mean? I just yeah, it's cool, but it's it's a cool story. But I'm not going to be thanking the stars or or pretending like the the dead stars next to me 
talking to me, you know, <laughs> controlling my life. It's a big difference between a dead star and Jesus. You know, where's that reasoning come from? I did. It's just not adding up for me. Yeah. It, it didn't add up for me either. I, it is now it though. So how, how is it adding okay. up that Jesus is walking with you? Cause that to me is a very strange claim. It, it's not, it's not strange. And that's, that's what should bother you because how many people make it? I mean, how many make, again? People make all kinds of strange yeah, claims. But, but but you you want to you want to be an empiricist, right? You want to believe at in the astrology. Data. People believe in astrology. You know, people believe in psychics, uh, and ghosts. Okay. Come on, man. We just can't just go with what people believe. People believe uh, crazy you, shit. I'm I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm telling you that when you start adding the pieces together, you uh-huh. can't just disregard each little piece. The yeah. pieces start adding up. They start adding to a larger snowball. And the, that little snowball that was in the back of my mind kept rolling and rolling and picking up little pieces. And finally, I said to, came to the end and said, all right, I give up. I give up. You're I'm there. walking with Jesus now. Uh, it, it, there was a collapse. Yeah. Back into Jesus. Uh, have you ever, do you know C.S. Lewis? Have you ever read any C.S. Lewis? Here and there. Okay. Lewis came, came to Christianity through theism first. That is, he, he came to believe that there was a God uh-huh. first. Yeah. So for me, when I came back from saying, hey, there's no God, uh-huh. um, I came back by way of, <laughs> do it this way. I came back by way of turn, returning to agnosticism. Uh-huh. So I came back saying, okay, wait a second. Like Sartre said, I'm claiming too much by, by, with faith. And I had to ask myself, does my life match up with my faith, my faith that God does not exist? And it didn't, because in certain ways, I don't know, I was carrying what? That, that, that belief system baggage I with me? Well, is it bad? Yes. How much of what you were taught I'm going to leave, leave go the fairy tales. All right. How much okay. of what you were taught as a Christian is bad? Well, considering leaving out the fairy tale part, that takes out all of the religion. Cause as far as I'm concerned, it's all fairy tales. Yes, it was bad. I got the, the, uh, the part uh, no, where it tells me I'm broken. System. I need an invisible man's blood to save me. The part where I'm threatened with eternal hell. There's a lot of bad things, a lot of bad things. Hundred percent. I wouldn't claim there aren't a lot of bad things. I hadn't seen that in a lot of ways. The fellowship of the community—that's it. And even then, they were so judgmental of each other. Just to hear people talk behind each other's backs and point fingers, and I—I don't see it. I don't see how it did any good for anybody. Oh well, it's done lots of good, but we could. That's a, maybe a subject for a, yeah, yeah. A, another one. Uh, and uh, you know, I'd be willing to, to is do it, that. Is it balanced between the death and suffering that it's caused in the, in the process? I don't that, think so. That brings me actually to the, to the, I think the biggest question. I mm-hmm. haven't done a lot with watching mm-hmm. your stuff, mm-hmm. um, but I've watched here and there. Um, and you, you constantly go back to the things like God is killing children. Yes, that's um, a big one. And if you watch the Christian atheists, I deal with some of those things too. Mm-hmm. Here's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, when when God warned 
Mary and Joseph, mm-hmm. right? Um, that they should flee Bethlehem. That's not the first story, though. That's the, that's the uh, alternate ending, essentially, because there's two different Jesus stories, one where Mary and Joseph have to flee, one where Mary just kind of sits around yeah. and ponders the day, I, how okay. things went around. I'm, I'm familiar with the documentary things. They're, they're interesting. Very intriguing. I love the documentary hypothesis stuff. So much in there. I, yeah, um, go ahead, though. Okay. Go ahead. Jesus, Jesus's parents are warned uh-huh. to take him to Egypt. Uh-huh. Why did God not warn the other parents who had their children slaves? <laughs> I never that's, thought of that's that. deliberately cruel. Oh man, it's deliberately cruel. That's true. That's so true. I didn't even because think of that. He could choose to have warned them, but he chose to save his son. Yeah. Screw everybody cool. else's kids. Yeah. Wow, that's messed up. All well, right. What's the answer so to that one? <laughs> I think you I think I think you routinely understate the problem. Well, then go ahead. It is definitely a problem. So how it's what's the answer? It's a huge problem. We live in a world where hurricanes no diseased. No. See, this is different though. This is actual Yahweh's hand causing uh, yeah. things. Uh, well, no, it's not different. Uh-huh. Oh no. Who else is going to charge with it? He Satan. made the whole Satan is in charge of this world. All the last. Well, yeah, Satan that's leave. one of the ways can be explained. Yeah. And even but then it's, it's pretty, bad because why would you let the bad guy go? It's a it's exactly there yeah. you go. So what's the, this, what's the answer? There's no answer. That's oh. that's the struggle. So that has been plaguing. Yeah. No, there's no answer to it. No good answer. It oh. it means that. At some point, we're stuck with choosing, are we going to take this world as the evil pile of crap that's been handed to us? Hmm. Or are we going to say, wait a second, there's something really good here. What's, what's the good Where part? did the good come from? What, I, that's that for atheism. Where does the good come from? And I'm not talking about individual human things. I'm talking about goodness in general. Where does like, life come from? Where does life value... isn't always goodness. Sometimes life is suffering oh. and pain, and then you die. So life isn't and, always goodness, just because it's life. Yeah. So what's no, I the agree. Goodness that you're speaking of. And, and there's the other. There's the flip side of that. I mean, there's the two sides. You can say life is is suffering, like the Buddhists do. Sometimes and then it is. The, yes. the, the, that answer is let's destroy everything that lives. Right? No, what I'm saying is what, what I'm trying to say is like Nuclear a child will be born with a certain disease. People will be born with debilitating things. They will suffer for their entire life and then die. Not everybody does. Yep. No. So it's not pointless. No, it's 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 yeah. where and why is it? Where's the happiness? That's what where was. Where is the happiness? Because life is clearly not the happiness part of it, since it can be both happy and shitty at the same time. So wait, always where's, the, back. where's the happiness in this? And where's the happiness in what? You said the happiness was life. And we just explained that happiness is not life. So oh, no, else? no, I, I didn't make the claim that happiness is life. Okay. <laughs> in fact, I would, I would make precisely the opposite claim. Okay. So where's life the happiness? What? Where's the life happiness? Is, you said the good well, and the bad. I, where's the good part? Where's the good? Oh, goodness. Goodness. Sorry, good. what? I have a problem finding goodness. I think that there's a lot of goodness, right? I'm absolutely astounded. <laughs> well, my favorite at the moment, uh, the thing that makes my life the greatest life I've ever lived is being married to my wife. 
Okay. Um, so who causes that goodness? Oh, well, ultimately, see, you've got to, that, and that's the point. You've got to keep pushing it back. Where does it come from? Right. Where does it come I, from? Where does this goodness I, come from? Thank God for it. Not um, from your wife and being the awesome person that she is oh, and you being an awesome person as well. But the it reason just comes she, from God. Yeah. For the reason she is an awesome person, How? the reason she's a person is from God. God made um, her the way she is. Oh, yeah, I think so. Does God punish I, well, people for being the way they are? God punishes people. Does for being God the way punish they are? people for being the way they are? Um, God punishes people for the choices we make. Yeah, that's the He made us the way we are. He made your wife the way she is. Yeah, he made I, me the way I am. So how can now, I be punished for being what I am yes. and how He made me? Yes. Now you're getting to the nub of the problem, right? Well, lots the of problem problems, of evil. Yeah. The problem of evil. This is this is the classic. Problem. I'm evil. Am I evil? No, I didn't say. Oh, I didn't okay. say you. Okay. I didn't say you were evil. <laughs> I think. Well. Do you know, you've heard, you've heard of Alexander Solzhenitsyn? No, no. Okay. All right. Another famous 20th century figure. He said the good and evil cuts across the human heart and every human heart, right? It doesn't, it doesn't exist in the state. It yeah. doesn't exist in the, the, it exists in every human heart that we're a mixture of both of these things. Good I've yet to see Mr. Rogers be evil though. <laughs> you Just didn't saying. live with you didn't live with him. I bet his wife could tell some stories. Oh, no, you're here to hear, folks. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. I know, I know. Everybody has somebody who can tell a story about. Man, um, I don't know. See, I see. I can't get behind that kind of thing because I know people that aren't evil who are very loving and and, and strive yep. to be the best they can, and they can't yep. be otherwise. Yeah. So I don't well, see that. I uh, I see good and evil in everybody. Some um, people, 100%, you can be good and evil at the same time. There's people that will do horrible things, but in the end, could become a, a hero and try and save somebody. But they're still yeah, a terrible person in what they did. It I think doesn't account for everybody, though. But everyone, everyone is a mixture of good and evil. I mean, that, that's... I don't, I don't and know how you get the to that. Problem, what's that? I don't know how you get you to that. You don't think people out there are perfect? <laughs> No, I think the closest to perfection I've seen was Mr. Rogers, and uh, okay. I didn't see him or hear of him doing anything horrible. Um, <laughs> Ernest, you ever heard of Ernest P. Worrell? He was a pretty good guy, too. I, didn't know anything, I mean, he was a smoker, but... You heard a takedown of Ernest? Yeah, um, yeah no, I... <laughs> There's certain people that are good people. Sure. But they, they aren't evil people. In comparison to what? It. Hitler or Jesus. You know, I don't see it. I don't think in comparison to Jesus. Jesus is pretty evil, man. He's going to send people to hell for eternity for not loving him. I think that's pretty evil. And if Jesus and Yahweh are the same person, Jesus flooded the earth. Jesus killed the kids in Hosea. Jesus is the one that went through in the middle of the night and killed all the firstborn kids. Here, Jesus here, is pretty evil, man. Here is the one evil. phrase I love to quote on that. Do it. Um, there are only two, two kinds of people in the world ultimately. Okay. Those who say to God, thy will be done. Uh -huh. And those to whom God says, thy will be done. That's what he hasn't said anything to me, though. That's the difference. I've yet to hear him say thy will be done to me. Listen, <laughs> I've listened, man. I've listened. I listened for years and never heard a voice. Do you hear a physical voice? Nope. No, never have. So I've never, had, a, heard I've never had any sort of religious experience. You haven't had a religion experience. <laughs> But you walk with Jesus. Mm -hmm. See, that's a that that's so weird to me. 
I haven't had an experience Other with Christian Santa Claus, Aiden. but you know what? <laughs> Can I, still I plug me? He puts trees, trees under my or presents under my tree. <laughs> not, not that your listeners will probably be interested, but go listen surprised. to the Christian atheists, please. <laughs> no, I'm sure you'll get some. Li- Give it a try. See what uh, see what my journey looked like. <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting. You are a delight, sure. man. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time today. Uh, we are kind of out of time here. I know you got to get going, um, but plug your stuff. Where can we find you? Christian atheist podcast. Where? Everywhere. Everywhere. Every podcasting platform. It's there. Um, I mean, you're you're a major player compared to me. I'm a little backlog. Oh, so I appreciate you fringe, having me man. on. <laughs> I yeah, appreciate no, it well, your fringe is way above me. It. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for your time. Feel better, man. Thanks. Thanks for Thank coming you. on. And thanks for your answers and whatnot. We'll keep in touch. I do want to do a round two for this when you're better, because uh, this has been a blast, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I enjoyed it immensely. Cool. Talk to you later, dude. Take care. Bye. I am a Christian with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass, and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have your religious cake and eat it too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview, and be a Christian.